I've always been amazed at how easily the scriptures from the Bible can be so misinterpreted and misused, even by those claiming to be, for example, Christians. Here's a doozy from Ephesians chapter 5. It's actually a part of verse 24. Wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Wrong. We're going to talk about wives. We're going to talk about husbands. We're going to talk about you. We're going to see you encouraged. We're going to see you in blessed and equipped in this edition of the Another Chance podcast. I'm Brian Sussman. Well, thank you for joining me, everyone. Brian Sussman here. More of me at briansussman.com. And I should just right off the bat say this. I don't make any money off these podcasts. I do this from the sincerity of my heart because I want to see you encouraged. I want to see people blessed. I want to see followers of Jesus equipped to follow better. So wherever you happen to be listening to this, if there's a way to rate it, please give me the rating you feel I deserve. And if you'd like to share these messages with others, please do so. I will be blessed. And again, I thank you for that ahead of time. I always like to say that the God we serve is not the God of a second chance. Oh, sure, we all get a second chance. But he's the God of another chance. (laughs) And we are all so grateful for that. At least I am, because it seems as if I need another chance on a daily basis. I am not a Bible, Bible scholar. I have been active in church circles for years. Uh, my wife and I have led home groups. We've done lots of one-on-one counseling, lots of couples counseling over the years. I have been facilitating a men's Bible study for well over 20 years. I just like seeing people encouraged and equipped. And when it comes to this particular passage that we're about to read in Ephesians 5, I, I think... I take that back. I don't think. I am an expert. I'm an expert because I've been a husband for many, many years, and I've raised four children. And if any of you know anything about my particular family, uh, my kids are all great, and I don't just say that because they're mine. (laughs) I say that because they are the Lord's, and uh, I... I'm so grateful for the family that he's given to me. So I'm an expert on family, no question about that. And I would say that my wife is probably a greater expert on family as well. And I think my kids would all identify with this statement. They would say, yeah, my mom and dad, they're, they're great at what they do. So I want to share that with you. Oh, have we always been perfect the way we parent and the way we act as husbands and wives, as a husband and wife? No, 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 no. At least I haven't, but that's why he's the God of another chance. And he allows us to take another chance to try get it right as we trust in him, as we ask his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Let's go back first before we get to this portion of Ephesians 
5. Let's go back to Ephesians 5.15, because it really sets this, this portion of the chapter up. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he says, Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, let's stop there and just digest this really quick. We are to be careful how we live. We are not to be unwise, but wise. As followers of Jesus, we need to have our head on the swivel. And in a family situation, even more so. Because the days are evil. And friends, those of you who are raising children right now, I'm hoping you recognize these evil days. There is a brainwashing taking place in our schools that is directly from Satan himself. And it's seeped into many Christian schools as well. That's why I love what verse 17 says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, how do you determine what the Lord's will is for your life? Read the Bible. If you're having problems with understanding some of the passages, find a counselor, a mentor, a pastor, an elder, a friend, someone who can walk you through the scriptures for a deeper understanding. And it says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. You see, God's Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh in Hebrew, leads us and guides us. That's why he's called the counselor, the counselor. He will counsel you through all of the ups and downs, especially of raising children, the ups and downs of being a husband or wife. And we're to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. This is, this is encouragement. This is equipping. <laughs> Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the next verse, submit to one another out of reverence for the Lord. Submit to one another. This isn't about being selfish. Life isn't about being selfish. As a follower of Jesus, no, 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 no. Those days are behind you. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That doesn't mean you're a, a, a welcome mat for people to wipe their feet on. It means that you need to be a person who prefers others. And keep your head on the swivel so that you're not taken advantage of especially by a wayward brother or sister, or especially by the enemy himself. So that's the setup to this terribly abused verse. We'll go to verse 22. Wives, submit to yourselves, to your own husbands, as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, here we go, ready? So wives should submit to their husbands in everything. People pull that out, 
take it out of context. And a lot of bad things have been done in the name of those several words. A lot of things have been done without recalling what verse 25 says. Next verse, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. Okay, guys, if that doesn't convict you, this is the way we are supposed to love our wives as Jesus loved the church and died for her. I want to equip my wife. I want to encourage my wife. I want to love my wife just as Jesus loves her. I want her to be presented before him on the day of judgment without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. I want her to be holy. I want her to be blameless. I love my wife as my own body. Now, guys, when we love our wives like that, you're, you're going to have a wife who is very willing to submit to you because she knows she can trust you. She knows she is safe with you. She knows that you will always put her first. And it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. Listen, I will tell you, in, in my household, my wife runs the household. She just doesn't run our household, but we care for her elderly parents who need 24-7 care. She runs their household and she runs our household. And I have learned over the years to defer to her in love and say, honey, you tell me what you want to do right now. You tell me what I should be doing right now. I, I, I let her, I let her fine tune my schedule. I let her organize my life. I let her into all of the little rooms in my brain where Brian likes to go and hide and play and think, etc. She's she has total access. And therefore, we enjoy a wonderful relationship. And I should, I should also mention this. The word submit being used here in Ephesians 5 is best translated as having the qualities underscored by all the things we just talked about. It's, it's not arrogant. It's not rough. It's not impatient. It's not selfish. Submission seeks, are you ready for this? Unity and peace. It's a very mild word. As, as followers of Jesus, we love the Lord because he loved us first. His love never fails. He's for us and not against us. And therefore, we can submit to his love 
And in a husband-wife relationship, we can submit to one another in love. And so should it be with our children. As they watch our lives as their parents, the way we lay ourselves down for them. I'm not talking about spoiling your kids. I'm not talking about giving them everything they want. There's a character that they should see that makes them trust us. And oh, they may have those wayward years. But at the end of the day, they will come back because they will see your love for, for one another, husband and wife, as genuine, and your love for the Lord as pure. Marriage is profoundly sacred when done properly, and that's why Paul quotes that, that wonderful passage from Genesis chapter 2, 24, regarding the first married couple, Adam and Eve, <laughs> when he says, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Paul goes on to say, This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. Christ and the church. Christ loved the church. He loves us. Friends, he loves you. The church is, is the body of believers following him. That's the church, the ecclesia, the called out assembly. And he gave himself up for this called out assembly, this church, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her, us, his body, to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. It doesn't matter where you are in terms of marriage. Maybe you're currently married. Maybe the marriage is great. Maybe the marriage is struggling. Maybe you've been married. It didn't work out. Maybe you've never been married. Whatever the case is, I want you to focus at least on that portion of what Paul is saying. We are like a bride in the eyes of the Lord. We are the bride. He is the bridegroom. And he's preparing us for a wedding someday. That wedding will occur at the second coming of the Messiah. And that's the point in time where we will be united with our bridegroom. That will be the official wedding ceremony. It will take place, and with it, the eternal union of Messiah Jesus and his bride. That's when it will be actualized. Would you bow your head with me? This is going to be our closing prayer because at the end of the day, this is what we all long for. It's from the book of Revelation in the New Testament, chapter 21. And this is John who wrote this book for us. This is his revelation. Quote, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. 
Now, I think the best part of this passage, are you ready? Lord, as I speak these words, please just bless my brother and sister, prepare their hearts, for this is the message. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Friends, God is preparing you. He's preparing us for a time when there is no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Walk in holiness, my friends. God bless you. Amen. This is the Another Chance Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman. Until next time. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melaolachem. Blessed is the Lord our God, King of the Universe. Amen.